Arboria. everyone welcome to yeah but the podcast i'm vivian gabor and i am very very excited for this week's episode uh i normally have only one guest on but this week uh i had a few different interviews that i wanted to piece together because they're all amazing people so you are getting a really cool triple three-in-one whatever you want to call it episode um (laughs) Uh, the first guest I have on today is a queen from Providence, Rhode Island. Um, her name is Young Onyx, and she's so much fun. She's an incredible artist, incredible performer, wonderful person. This interview was actually recorded way back at the beginning of the pandemic, at the beginning of everything happening, way back in April of 2020. So if the sound quality isn't as good, I apologize. I was still figuring things out, but I still want to give this interview to you guys. So let's do this thing. Everyone, here's Young Onyx. How are you, girl? I'm <laughs> I'm as great as I can be right now. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm currently sitting in the guest room of my apartment because my bed decided to break last night. Oh. <laughs> Not oh from anything I did. I literally was like sleeping. I was going to say. It like cracked underneath me and I woke up on the floor and was like, well, great. I'm going to go sleep in the guest room. <laughs> I mean, at least you Quarantine. have a guest room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> True. My, the other option was just to put the mattress on the floor, but I didn't want to go back to college, so... Oh my god, I was gonna... Okay. <laughs> that sent me. That sent me. So, how have you been? What have you been up to? How have um, you been keeping busy? Well, I have been doing drag. Literally just doing makeup and <laughs> trying to act like I can leave the house, even though I can't. I've right. been trying to act like I'm just, like, really lazy and, like not want to go out <laughs> to trick myself <laughs> into not going that shit crazy. Right? I mean, that's a good way to handle it. Just, like, get into phase and then just tell yourself, no, I don't want to go out. Like, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I'm just, like, a bedroom queen now. <laughs> <laughs> we all were judging Scaredy Cat on Drag Race UK, and now we're all literally. Like, well, guess this is my job now. <laughs> guess we all are her. Truly an innovator before her time. <laughs> so i never got a chance to actually meet you in person i only made it up to providence once and you didn't come when i performed um so (laughs) definitely evil um (laughs) i feel like it's crazy that we haven't met in person though because like since i've been doing drag 
like we've been like close like proximity wise right well i mean i was originally in seattle and then i moved to new york um in august of 2018 damn and then i always had it in my mind that i was going to visit providence all the time and then it just never happened because who has time to do anything when you live in new york right (laughs) But you are, you are like, one of the names in Providence. That's hot. Um, I love that you think so. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I feel like everyone knows who you are. And you're well-loved enough that people all over Instagram are doing your makeup. Which is iconic. It, it, it's, it is really fun, I have to say. I love seeing other people's interpretations of it. How did that get started? Um, well, te- technically, the actual, like, hashtagging it, calling it a challenge started mm-hmm. with um, JP from okay. Boston. They were doing my face, and I was like, oh, I mean, they, <laughs> they did it so well that I was like, I bet other people could, like, go off and do this, too. So that's really yeah. how it started. And then quarantine really pushed it because nobody else, nobody had anything to goddamn do. Right. Um, how did your How did your makeup come around? Do, have you always been doing that that specific look, or? Mm-hmm. I've been doing like, obviously like baby drag versions of it when I started. Mm-hmm. But I started adding the nostrils in like six months into drag, and then after that I moved my nose around the nostrils. <laughs> so like basically since the beginning yeah I've always looked this crazy and it has and what was your I haven't I don't think I've had any bearded queens on the show up till this point which That's is hot. weird it's weird because I know many <laughs> um, but what was your what was kind of the impetus for maintaining your beard in drag because I know a lot of queens including myself um are too lazy and shave off our beards <laughs> right um I feel like laziness also plays into a part of why I keep it <laughs> but like definitely on the boyfriend but um I like the I like being super girly with my makeup and the way I dress and like the way I make my body look but I also like being hyper not hyper, but having a sense of masculinity. Like where does hyper, that... Um, sorry, what? <laughs> oh, I was just... Where does that come from? Like, why, why did you want that to be part of your drag? Um, because when I started drag, I was a... I was in college, and I was learning about um, feminism and the male gaze and how the male gaze is really... It rules a lot of shit that it doesn't have to especially because um generally speaking um (laughs) straight cis men are the worst so (laughs) it came from um wanting to fuck with the male gaze and like attractive but masculine but still you know yeah that's awesome so why when when and why did you start drag I started drag four years ago. I just turned four. It was four years ago in March. 
Okay. And I started it because when I was going to school, Ego was literally right across the street. Okay. And I saw Pulp perform for the first time, and I was like, oh, so you can do this with a beard, and it can be, like, stunning. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started to go out. Okay. Yeah. And then so, when did you start to perform? Like, two weeks after. It was a... Uh, we were doing themes from Drag Race, and at the time the season was eight, and it was the dueling episode or something. So I was Nikki, and my friend was Iggy Azalea. And I was like, if I'm performing nice. the first time, it has to be Iggy. I mean, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Are you... Um, from Providence originally, or? No, I'm from, um, Plainfield, Connecticut, which is, like, 45 minutes out. Ooh, come on, Connecticut. I don't think I've ever actually met anyone from Connecticut. Oh, good for you. That's because everybody (laughs) from Connecticut moves out and pretends, like, they're not from there. (laughs) What is Connecticut like? Like, I literally, I know nothing about it. Uh, that's because it is, like, nothing. Like, it's the most, like, neutral, but, like, it's n- there's no pros or cons. It's just, like, it's just an hour-long stretch of trees and maybe, like, two gas stations. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the only thing I know specifically about Connecticut is the the movie Holiday Inn, which we don't watch anymore because yay blackface scenes. But uh, oh my god, right? It There's... takes the the end is in Connecticut. I was like, wait, Connecticut? What's there? <laughs> What's the, literally that? There's so many movies that take place in Connecticut, but like nothing takes place in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do what we gotta. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's how you... I ended up here. Did, so did you move there for school or? Mm-hmm. I moved there for school, but I stayed because of drag. Okay. And what mm. were you going to school for? Um, fashion merchandising and retail. So basically ooh, I was going to school ooh. for drag. I mean, literally. <laughs> That's amazing. What, um, what were some of the things that you enjoyed about that because I feel like that would be actually a really fun degree oh yeah always great um style forecasting and um storefront um design was my shit like predicting what was going to be hot in the next few like Lady Gaga on the Mary the Night video okay predicts that mint will be big next spring (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's like an actual job and that's the job that I was gunning for but then yeah. I realized I was spending thousands of dollars to learn how to put clothes together <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I mean yeah I mean it gives you at least some credentials so that you can point at some piece of paper and be like look I'm allowed to do this hire me right but also Nobody's going to hire me anyway. Look at me. Oh, what a- um, and by look at me, I mean I am in a full wig. Yeah. Full face of makeup. You are in completely stunning makeup. Thank Best you. makeup oh I've God. ever seen. Thank you. And I'm <laughs> sitting here just in my, like, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. robe and gigantic red hair. And- yeah, 
Um, That's absolutely what I look like right now. Did you E6000 those pasties on, or is that just, did you just peel the back <laughs> off? Um, I use Prosade. Oh. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll um, rip them off later. Gives me some pleasure. Peel porn. <laughs> yes! Come on, peel porn. <laughs> I was just watching some Hollow Taco Christine earlier today, actually. Good old peel porn. It's that time during quarantine. Oh, I have been consuming YouTube like it's going away tomorrow. Say, oh, I've rewatched Jenna Marbles' discography. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> Good choice. My favorite Jenna Marbles video is the video where she turns herself into a giant toothbrush. Oh. I'm a toothbrush girl. I'm also a... Um, an acrylic toenail girl. Yes. Or the one where she um, paints herself to look like her chair. Oh. Do you remember that one? Or the green screen one? I think those are like her top four best videos. They have to be. The chair one is iconic. She like started it and I had no, I did not think it was going to work. Same. And then all of a sudden she was just like. The chair. There was no Jenna Marbles. It was only the chair. Honestly, the chairman. The CEO. <laughs> so tell me more about kind of just tell me about your aesthetic. Tell me like what you like to present through your drag, the kind of performances you like to do, that sort of thing. Um I'm super inspired by female rappers, specifically Nicki Minaj. Um, it's very important to say her name for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Nicki and like 90s rap, like Left Eye, Missy, <laughs> Lil Kim, obviously, Foxy Brown, very, and I also rap. So everything I do is very like rap, but female based. Because male rappers get away with so, being awful so much. Oh, my God. It's yeah. criminal. <laughs> it's criminal. I I don't like discussing rap very often because I don't know that much about it. Mm. And I used to think that I hated rap. And, right. then I li- and then I listened to the Birds of Prey soundtrack, and I was like, oh, my God. What have I been missing out on? This shit is amazing. Okay, here's the thing. You may have opened a can of worms. Have you seen Birds of Prey? Not yet. I need to see it. I'm so okay. desperate to see it. Here's what I have to... Okay, here's the thing. Do you see this? <laughs> Do you see that? I see it. <clears throat> have you seen Moulin Rouge? A long time ago. <laughs> a long I, time I, ago. I haven't, I love but... the... <laughs> The thing about Moulin Rouge is I love everyone involved and I really don't like the movie. <laughs> I've never seen it, but Birds of Prey like <laughs> alludes to the Diamonds Are Girls Best Friend scene and that's what that tattoo is. Okay, very cool. Marilyn Harley. But anyway, um, I'm, Onyx is also inspired by Harley too. I mean, who isn't? Who, um, the Joker. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like to think of myself more like Poison Ivy, but, uh... That's, okay, I, that is the gays. The gays are 
instead of are you a top or a bottom, are you Harley or are you Ivy? <laughs> it's so true. Although, well, I feel like I'm. I feel like I aspire to be Poison Ivy because I want to be that dumb top. But in reality, I'm I'm the Harley that just is pretending to be everything important. Honestly, I'm not I, saying Harley's unimportant. That came no, out wrong. No, I just feel like you. I just feel like you read me because that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> we walk around like Ivy, but we knock shit over like Harley. <laughs> I need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I've, it, yeah, I think that's the most accurate description of myself I have ever given. <laughs> but yeah, tell me, tell me, um, what kind of looks do you normally go for? For people who've never seen you before, which, oh. what are you doing with your life if they haven't seen you? But for people <laughs> who haven't, people who haven't seen you before, tell me a little bit about your look and like where it came from and that kind of stuff. Um, very brat stall. It's like if 90s little Kim had a brat stall. I have no nose. I have no waste uh well I would like to think I have no waste I definitely do <laughs> let's let's be real um thick in all the right places and um either like super girly like pink all the time or like black and harnesses and you know the, mm-hmm. pr- the pretty bitch in meme yeah that's awesome I feel like people forgot about brat dolls so quickly like, I even forgot about Brad Stalls for a while, and then I watched that um, special on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us, and they did the, they had a Barbie episode, and Bar- the, in the Barbie episode, they talked about Brad Stalls and how Brad Stalls, like, took over the market for a while and actually scared Mattel, because they thought that they were done in the doll business. Definitely not done, but definitely, they were giving them a run for their money. Oh, yeah. Period. The 90s were so good for toys. (laughs) They were so good for me. And, and like, they're why Onyx is alive. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) When were you you born? 96. Out of curiosity. Oh, my God. Okay, I feel old and useless now. (laughs) Because you literally don't remember the 90s. Oh, but I, here's the thing. I have a great memory, but also I have, like, so many older cousins that, like, it was pushed on me from, like, the time I could talk. Okay, that's fair. I mean, if as long as you have people around you, like, reinforcing the 90s, you're good. Yeah, also my name is Keenan, so, like, all name- that... Named after or inspired no. by? Oh, okay. Neither. <laughs> Neither, but, like, <laughs> I've definitely had to educate myself on why people, you know, Keenan and Kel. <laughs> oh, the, I, that's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking, well, I mean, was that, wait, was Keenan and Kel, was the Keenan, Keenan Ivory Wayans? No, that was, um. Different Keenan. <laughs> that was in Living Color. Yes, I love in Living Color. Same. Because uh, he's the he's the oldest Wayans brother, I believe. Yeah. He's the one who like produces everything. Yeah. Big Daddy Keenan. 
And if you guys don't know who the Wayans brothers are, I don't know what planet you're living on. Right. Or what you think you're doing. Go look up In Living Color on YouTube. In Living Color. Also, is there a show just called The Wayans Brothers? Uh, I don't remember. The one that came after In Living Color? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. Because they had a couple of shows before they started making movies. Um... And I love, <laughs> I love watching those old shows because there were so many people that were famous later. Oh, who started on in Living Color? Like J Lo started on in Living Color. It like she, drives me crazy. <laughs> it drives me crazy that she looks younger now than she did like eighteen years old on in Living Color. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, considering the costumes and makeup they had her in, it's not surprising. Got it. No, you're so right. (laughs) Clearly did her in. Oh, yeah. And then, who else started on that show? Jim Carrey started on that show. That was back when Jim Carrey was funny. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I was having a debate with someone on Twitter yesterday, because I have never found Jimmy Jim Carrey funny except mm. for on Living Color. Like all of my favorite movies of his are his like dramatic roles. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so like uh Truman Show and um uh uh, uh what's it called? The 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 Eternal Sunshine question. Thank mark? you, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Hot yeah. success. Like he's such a good actor and I think like he got away for so long with just being goofy. And he, he there's make the so much best there. Faces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's not funny, but his face is shit. Right. Um, so, let's see. So, you got your degree. Did you get the degree in fashion merchandising? Or did you drop out because you realized it was, it was virtually useless? She dropped. <laughs> She dropped because it was virtually useless. That's how it should be. Because schools should not be seen as a way to get a job. It should be seen as a way to get educated on something you're interested in. And when it becomes uninteresting, stop spending money on it. Period. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so what did you do after that? Do you you have a day job or do you make money off Mm -hmm. of drag or what do you do? Um, I work at H&M. I'm an H&M Ooh, gay. Come on, H&M gay. We love an H&M gay. Whoa. Um, yeah, literally that and drag. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you're all over Instagram. You're all over Ego. You are all over the world. Virtually. Virtually. <laughs> We're social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that really means right oh my god yeah so have you been stuck inside this whole time or oh yes um i like you know leave to go to the grocery store like every, mm-hmm. like everywhere else but like yeah i've been inside and what are you doing to keep yourself sane um i've been drawing I, i've been drawing so much and smoking too much. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> drawing, like, fashion illustrations or drawing yeah. yourself or... 
Well, all of the above. Kind of all the above, because my fashion, I started doing drag based off of how I draw my fashion illustrations. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's kind of always me, which is annoying. <laughs> I mean, mine would do that, except I hate drawing faces, so I just, like, leave the heads off. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> so my face is so easy to draw. <laughs> my face is so easy. I can, yeah, it's like a paint by number. Yeah. Maybe I should try the Young Onyx Challenge. I was see say, what happens. Post it alongside this, <laughs> this interview. Kind of hot, actually. <laughs> Only if you do my face. Just I was gonna... kidding. Don't. It. My face is not a face. It's called. Don't do a cut crease. Just smoke out like six colors on your lid and wear a purple lip. <laughs> I'm jealous of that because I can't do a smoky eye. Why not? Everyone can do a smoky eye. I really can't. I really can't. I don't know what it is. Well, my eye shape is weird. I can do it on like anyone else. But, like, I have no eyelid. So if I Me smoke either. it out. Damn. I don't have an eyelid. So I do the I do what um, all the other girls with hooded lids do. And I just cover my entire lid with my um, eyeliner. And then I just, like, make this giant, like, scoop with the color that's higher towards the center of my eye than towards the outside of my eye. It's Honestly, very exciting. Honestly, catch me, <laughs> catch me doing your face for the next few days. <laughs> it's called, that's how I'm able to do a half an hour face and not think about it. <laughs> My face takes, like, if I'm trying hard, three hours. What? Yeah. I, I, have don't... To, I have to set aside a day if I'm getting in drag. I don't think I could take that long, even if I wanted to. Like, I can do it in an hour and a half, but that's, like... The like I can't have any less than an hour and a half. Wow, hour and a half is my like. If I've had a few moments where I'm like, I'm going to sit down and let myself really enjoy getting into makeup and like over blend everything so it's all perfect and photoshopped in real life, and then I'll like do it and I'll finish my face and look at the clock and it's an hour and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could take longer than an hour and a half, even if I wanted to. I do have to say, I have so many, like, unnecessary steps that are, like, nobody but me is going to (laughs) notice. I mean, to each their own. I have a lot of... (laughs) I feel like I have a lot of unnecessary steps, too. Like, I use far too many colors of cream makeup and far too many colors of... Me, too. Contour. Oh my. Okay. I I feel so seen right now. Yeah. Like I generally <laughs> I generally use three to four colors of cream just for my foundation, and then I use like five or six powders to contour. That sounds exactly like me. I use oh wow. I use a lot to contour, and then my beard. I put mascara in. Oh, interesting. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's it's literally saved my life. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of that because if you were to just leave it alone and put makeup over it, it would just kind of turn gray. 
Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be very attractive. <laughs> no, we definitely learned that the hard way. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I've done bearded drag now three times. The first two times were really terrible. And the third time was good enough that I posted it on Instagram, but I still never want to do it again. <laughs> got it. Got it, got it, got it. That did take me forever. It's definitely, like, not something I would do if I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but to be fair, I added on glitter on top of everything, so... Oh, I can't do a glitter beard. Why like, not? Um, because my ha- my hair is, like, coarse. It doesn't go one way, so the glitter doesn't lay down on it, like, any type of way. So, like, most people, I mean, their fair. facial hair grows, like, down or up. Mine mm-hmm. just does whatever it wants. Yeah, that's fair. So I just carve it out and try to hide it. <laughs> but not shave it. Not shave it. Which could take care of literally all of that. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever done makeup with a shaved face? I've done it with, it with like, my facial hair, like, trimmed really, really short. But the last time I did it with no beard was, like, when I was a bedroom queen. Yeah. (laughs) We all got to try things before we settle on our look. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, where can can people find you online? They can find me on Instagram at young.onyx. Young spelled like hung. Um, also, Young X Onyx on Twitter. Young okay. still spelled like hung. And unfortunately, Onyx Queen on Facebook because they won't let you just have one name. And apparently, Young isn't anybody's first name. That's stupid. Yeah. But that's Good where you can find Facebook. me. Facebook. Good old Facebook. And if, <laughs> and if people wanted to tip you, where would they do that? And how would they do that? Oh, they would do that at Venmo at Young with no O. Dot, I mean, Young Dash Onyx on Venmo. Such a big thank you to Young Onyx for sitting down with me, especially back when it was such a rough time and no one knew what was going on. Um, so I really appreciate her time and I hope you all enjoyed that. Please follow her on all of her socials and tip her. It's a tough time for us all, so if we can help each other out, please do so. Um, y'all... The next guest is someone you may not have heard of before, and I'm so disappointed in you for that. (laughs) You really need to know who this queen is. Everyone, up next we have Sasha Vanguard. Sasha is a new queen to New York, but she's not a new queen. She's actually been doing drag for a long time in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, And I'm just, I'm so excited that I got to sit down with her and introduce her to you Please look her up and follow her and watch all the cool things she's doing. We talk a little bit about some of the videos that she's putting out. And by the time you hear this, they will be out. So please go support her and show her some love. Everyone, give it up for Sasha Vanguard. Yay! Hello! Hi! (laughs) 
good morning or i guess it's just recently afternoon <laughs> i know morning for us honestly it, oh it's morning I'm till i like, just got out of bed so <laughs> yeah it's morning till like 3 p.m so yes <laughs> <laughs> how have you been doing during all these snow days and pandemic days Oh my God, it's been insane. Um, but honestly, I think the thing that's like been getting me through everything is just like finding little things to do um, mm. with Sasha um, and finding, I guess, like different things to explore with drag itself. Cause that's all there is to do. There's so much time to create and just like perfect everything. So I just oh, yeah. know when things are back to normal, the girls are gonna be back and swinging, baby. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm literally I'm sitting here and I'm just like, well, I could make full-size outfits or I could just make outfits that are like chest up and do online content. <laughs> and then I remember, oh wait, but at some point I'm going to have to go back outside and drag, so maybe I should do a bottom half to these outfits. <laughs> Moral quandary of it all. So so you are not originally from New York. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Come on, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yes. <laughs> what brought you up here? So um, I do musical theater. That's like my first passion. That's what I do with like my life, my career. And uh, right before I moved up here, I had tons of friends who were here and they were like, Tony, you just need to do it. You need to do it. And so initially when I moved here, I was not going to do drag. Hmm. Like I didn't even, I, I'm not even kidding you. I brought a pair of women's pants, a cute little like <laughs> crop, women's crop top that was sequined <laughs> and one wig and a pair of heels. Cause I was like, oh, I'll go to like a party or something or I'll like have to do face or something like that. So I like brought my makeup and things just because like you need your makeup for theater as well. Yeah. And so I like brought all of my makeup with me, but just like that one outfit, a pair of heels and a wig. And I got here and it seemed like everything that could possibly go wrong was going wrong. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, girl, we have no job yet. Um, you don't know what you're doing yet. So let's do a drag competition. And I entered the drag competition at Pieces Drag Wars. It was like three days after I'd moved here. Oh, good and old I Pieces. I love drag wars. <laughs> I, I literally was like, I don't know what's happening right now. And I did not move here to do this. And here we are. And Sasha <laughs> is literally six steps ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> New York is the city of hustle, especially right now. Like, I, I've always been one of those people that I have, like, multiple jobs going on at once. And then I moved to New York and I was like, I could get by on just having a coffee job. This was back in 2018. Yeah. And I did for a while. And then that didn't work out. And I started as a designer. And now, and then the pandemic happened. And now I'm just, like, trying to do 20,000 things all at once, yes. hoping something pans out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So tell me about Baton Rouge. So I've never, I've never been to Louisiana. I'm desperate to visit Louisiana. Ooh, why? But, um, <laughs> because for New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, New Orleans, yeah. But I've just, I, it's, it's so outside. I grew up in Seattle, so it's so outside of anything I, love I know Seattle. that I've just, 
out of, if I were to go visit anywhere in the South, I would go to Louisiana first. <laughs> okay, I get that. The food is great. The culture is great. But if you go outside <laughs> of New Orleans, that's when it gets icky. <laughs> <laughs> and very red. So... <laughs> mm. That's fair. Yeah, but other other than that, I mean, it's great. Um, the Baton Rouge drag scene is very very small. Um, and there's only like two gay bars in Baton Rouge, and one of them is like a much older gay crowd. And it's like when things like first started in Baton Rouge, a lot of them go there. And then there's like Splash, which is where I got my start, and that's like the college gay scene and like where a few of the straights go um, for the good music because all the straight bars are awful. Um, <laughs> and so that, I mean, it's very, very small. Um, but I like, I did a competition there because one of my very best friends, London Manchester, uh, she won the competition the year before me and she was like, oh my God, just do it, just do it. And so I did it and then I won and then I became part of the cast, but I did it on and off just because when I was back home, I choreographed shows, I taught at high schools and middle schools. I also had like a day job and I was going to school. Oh my so goodness. drag <laughs> was, oh, and I was also doing, doing shows like actual theater shows. Oh, so wow. drag for me was just like a, a secondary thing when I had time. Mm. I never like gave it 150% like I do all things that I get involved in. And I think it was more so towards right before I left and went to Seattle for a few months, I realized like, oh my God, I like, I really, really do like this and I do enjoy it. And so I started to take it a, a little more seriously uh, than I did before. And now it's very much like a part of who I am and everything that I do. And I always consider Sasha literally 85% of the time I do something just because it's become such an involved part of my life. Yeah. It drag loves taking over. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you came up here to do musical theater. Do you have training in musical theater or is your training just on the job training? just on the job oh, training. Is it, it on the job training? <laughs> yeah, most of, it's weird because I never went to school for it. I did like little workshops and stuff here and there as a kid, but a lot of my talent, which I am grateful for, um, is natural talent. So it did make it very difficult when I got older, just because there was a learning curve for mm. like a few of the things that I needed to know, just because I had gotten cast so much as a young kid because of my natural ability. And mm -hmm. so when I got older, um, there were a few things that I was more advanced in as far as like musical theater went, but then there were other things that like, I never took the time to learn or figure it out because I never took the classes or took the lessons and different things like that. Um, more so vocally than dance wise. I jumped in the dance classes like, mm, 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 God. I jumped into <laughs> dance classes <laughs> pretty instantly when I got to middle school. Mm. So that was like, something that I was working on and figuring out and growing in and dance has always been like my number one um as well as acting because I started acting when I was very young as well and it was something that just came naturally mm -hmm. um 
And then you get older and you realize like, okay, different styles of acting. This is a little bit too big. Not everything's <laughs> a, a big moment. Um, the show's not always about you. Um, <laughs> and then you what? realize in drag, like that's what you need. And yeah. so it was kind of like the best of both worlds. And then dance wise, like now, when you can dance in drag, like it adds a different element. And so that has become something great as well. And um, taking the voice lessons and different things like that has helped like expand my drag as well because I can sing live at shows and you know, mm -hmm. little things like that. So it all just kind of like summed up into each other. And I started doing drag uh, well, my first time in drag was because of a show that I got cast in. I got cast in Spam a lot. And they yes. were like, we need another girl. <clears throat> we need another girl to be a uh, Laker girl. And uh, we were wondering <laughs> if you'd be interested. I was 18. And so in the back of my mind, I live in Louisiana. I'm scared what my mom's going to say. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know what to tell my mom. I got cast in the show. And I'm gonna have to use her car to drive to rehearsals because mine's broken. And if I tell her that I'm going to rehearsals for a show where I'm gonna be a woman, I don't know if it's gonna be a show for me. <laughs> so I told her and I was like, yeah, like there's like a few scenes where like I have to be a girl, but like I'm just wearing a wig. So we have to go buy one. And she was like, okay. And little did she know, I was in my room watching Miss Fame tutorials, trying to figure <laughs> out how to do my makeup, trying to make yes. sure my face was painted, like full-fledged drag. And she came to the show and I was in mini skirt, leotard, fake boobs, wig that was laid, makeup lying down. I had <laughs> secretly gotten my brows done. It was all too much. <laughs> Come on, Miss Fame Tutorials. That good old cosmic, <laughs> that cosmic queen video makes its rounds. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. This was also back in like 2015. So mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about drag race really. So I just typed in like drag queens doing makeup on YouTube, trying to figure out what the hell I need to do. And she yeah. was like the first thing that popped up. Mm -hmm. And now, like later on in life, I'm like, why in the hell did you not try to find a black girl or like <laughs> black queens? I mean, to be fair, at that point, there were only like three tutorials on YouTube because that's when I started drag too. Yeah. There were two Miss Fame tutorials. There was the Cosmic Queen and then like a the regular like normal paint. Yeah. And then uh, Manila Luzon's like tutorial with all yes, of her crying yes. that she had left over from Drag Race. <laughs> That's yes. how I learned to do to paint too. And when everyone's like, "Why are you so good at painting?" I'm like, "Talk to Manila Luzon. She, <laughs> she knows everything." <laughs> oh my god! So so good. Spamalot is also one of my favorite shows. So it's that's, such a good one. It's so much fun. I grew up on Monty <laughs> Python. Like my my parents were Anglophiles. I grew up watching the BBC. <laughs> I I knew things that were happening on Monty Python and um, oh, Vicar of Dibley and Doctor Who and stuff like that more than I knew. Yeah. Like, I didn't listen to Britney Spears till college. I didn't hear any, like, <laughs> modern American pop music. Like, we were just talking about it the other day when uh, the Brandy Cinderella was put on Disney Plus and we watched, we watched it again because, ugh, so good. Yeah. 
And I remember when it came out being like, who the fuck is Brandy? Why did they cast her? Because I was so out of it. I knew yeah. nothing about it. I didn't know who Bernadette Peters was. I barely knew who Whitney Houston was. So the, the only person that whole cast I think I knew originally was Whoopi Goldberg. And I was there for that. And everything <laughs> else, I was just like, what is happening? Right. <laughs> and now I'm just like, oh my God, it's amazing. I just talked to I can't remember which of my roommates I was telling but I was telling one of them I was like yeah I had never seen the animation Cinderella like until my later like almost young adult life Mm. because I had only known the Brandy one like that was the (laughs) one that I knew my mom had bought that one like it was a huge thing for our family and that was all I had seen of Cinderella Mm. And, like, I'd only known, like, the live action, the choreography, like, these different races all dancing together. So when I saw the cartoon, when I was like, baby, where's the gig? Who? (laughs) Why are they all white? (laughs) Why is no one dancing? They I mean, and it gets even dance. better because the Brandy version of the Rodgers and Hammerstein is the third version. The original was Julie Andrews, and then the one I grew up with was the Leslie Ann Warren one from like 1965 or something. Oh my God, yes. Where only like half of them could sing and her voice was like super mousy and quiet. And yes. so like when Brandy started singing, it was like, what is this? Like, why is Whitney Houston's voice so good? What is happening? This story is just amazing. <laughs> yeah, I- um So proud of Disney Plus for finally- Exactly, <laughs> for even putting it on. It's like- I don't think they like realize how important it was to like mm. so many people our age because that was a lot of our childhood was mm. like that movie which people don't really know about because whenever I hear Cinderella like that's one of that's the first thing I think about I don't think about the other two or even the animation I'm always yeah. like no that's <laughs> Brandy. I mean, honestly, it's one of the best. I think it might be the best version of it. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, rewatching it, it has been probably. I think I only watched it once when I was a kid when it first aired. Like we watched it happening live, and then yeah. I didn't watch it again. And I remember growing up, every time I would see like Bernadette Peters and something, I'd be like, "That's the stepmother from Cinderella, right?" <laughs> like no clue that she was like multi Tony Award winner. Right. No idea. I didn't know that at that point. I, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I've seen, when I saw the the taped Into the Woods, I was like, Oh my god, I've seen this woman before. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then I realized that it was from Cinderella, and I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that was my reaction good. too. Yeah, because Netflix <laughs> used job. to post Netflix used to post all of those like stage to screen versions of yes. musicals. I remember watching Into the Woods and having that same reaction of like, wait, that's the stepmother. What is she doing in this? What? And then also Brandy, I went on this whole like Instagram binge for her and just like scrolled through her entire Instagram page a couple days ago. She has not aged at all. Bit. She still has that same dress from Cinderella. Like she literally, I was like, she they must have like recreated it for PR or something. And she was like, no, I just pulled it out of my closet. I'm like, you still fit that (laughs) 25 years later. What the heck? (laughs) <laughs> uh, what am I doing with my life? 
stunning and so talented. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. Who are who are some of the artists that have inspired you over the years? Um just artists in general or drag artists or I mean any and all. Like oh where where does where does the inspiration flow from? Um so there's a lot for me, there's a lot of it that comes from musical theater and there's a lot of it that comes from pop culture, obviously. Um but uh, I guess I'll start musical theater rise there, Sutton Foster. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot, whenever I do musical theater numbers, a lot of elements from her performances, the quirkiness, the goofiness, but also like the strong sense of danceability. A lot of that comes from her. I used to literally idolize her when I was growing up in middle school and in high school. I would watch her videos over and over on YouTube. Mm-hmm. The 2012 Tony Awards performance of Anything Goes oh my God. literally instilled in my brain. Oh, yeah. um, and then there's Sierra Renee, who did, um, she was the last Elsa in Frozen recently, but she also did um, Pippin. She took over for yep. Patina, who's another one of my idols. That oh, I love. Patina Miller. <laughs> um, oh my God. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Me- oh, and then also, last but not least, yes, Bob Fosse and Anne Reiking, but Shannon Lewis. Um, she was in the original cast of Fosse and she did I Gotcha. Got it. There is nobody that fucking compares <laughs> to her <laughs> danceability. It's iconic, mm. it's exceptional. She, there's a Good Morning America performance of her doing I Gotcha in like 1990-something. I don't even know. Um, but pull it's, it up on YouTube and mark it to watch later? <laughs> yes, she is incredible. Oh, my God. I, and I, I literally will watch it whenever I'm having a bad day. I'm like, I don't feel too good. I need to watch Shannon to see what she's up to, <laughs> even though I know it's the same thing in 92. Um, <laughs> right? But yeah, icon. Obviously, Beyonce. Everybody loves Beyonce. Um, I when I first started drag, I would watch Beyonce's like Formation World Tour on the Run tour performances and recreate them for drag shows. Mm. I would like learn choreography, everything full out, redo it. Yeah, you are you are the choreography queen. Like the last time I saw (laughs) you perform, you. you did, um. Oh shoot! Was it the opening from Chorus Line, and you did like every single oh yes bit of that dance <laughs> break? And I was just sitting it's there doing like Russian roulette, probably. Yeah, and I was just like, "Girl, how do you know all of this?" First off, because I'm insane, oh God, and I have no going. life. <laughs> I have no fucking life. <laughs> oh my god! But thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I so for for people listening, Sasha was on cast for Deers in the Headlights at the Bel Air Diner, um, and every single I would go. I went like every other week because <laughs> brunch is expensive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Even even when you're roommates with the host, brunch is expensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> And Sasha's dance breaks and just the numbers she chooses are so much fun to watch. Um, She, you just, you just posted a music video, didn't you? 
I so yeah on Valentine's Day I released a Valentine's music video to Ariana Grande's 630. Yes. Um, and I like did that in my living room just because I didn't feel like going out anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like doing anything major. So I was like, I'm gonna do something cute. Um, but Sunday I'm releasing another music video to Lauren Hill's doo-wop that thing, which I'm really excited about. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's very much my vibe. It's real like 90s and just like that video vixen era. So I like love that. That's very much my aesthetic to a T. Um, so I'm like really excited about this one. Uh my roommate and I filmed it and I'm like, we had so much fun doing it. It was honestly a great time. I'm I mean the first one was amazing quality. So I'm excited for the next one. Thank you. And everyone should check it out. Where can people find you online and follow you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Sasha Vanguard. It's all one word all together. Um, no weird underscores or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I post, I try to post content weekly. I'm so bad about social media. Um, <laughs> whenever it comes to Sasha, I just, because I always get on and I'm like scrolling and looking at everybody and hyping everybody up. And I'm like, girl, you gotta post something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's so, so whenever I do post, yeah. it's like 80 things in two days. And then I just like disappear for three weeks. And then I do the same thing again because I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Well, and like right now, especially you make a whole bunch of stuff that you really, really like. And you're like, you post it all like one day after the other. And yes. then like five days later, you're like, oh, shit. That was everything that I made. I was supposed <laughs> to space that out over the month. Damn it. Okay. I guess I got to go do more stuff. You're going to your camera roll going, I don't have any candids or like a, or something like that. I literally have been doing that the last two, two days. It's the new opening the fridge to see what's in there. It's opening the camera roll to see what else you can yes. post. I can't combine something. Like maybe, I don't know. What can I make with bread? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me. Absolutely. Thank and you I'll for have having to have you, me. Yeah, I'll have to have you on again soon. And everyone, please check out Sasha. She's an incredible artist and definitely go in places. So. Thank you so much, Vivian. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I told y'all, Sasha is just the coolest person. So please give her your support. Please follow her everywhere that you can. Um, tell her I sent you D doesn't get you anything, but, uh, just give her a shout out and say hi to her. Uh, for the last interview in this episode, I'm so excited. Uh, I got the opportunity to sit down with the stunning, the amazing, the iconic Heidi N. Closet. Y'all, she just dropped a new single. She just dropped a music video. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's called Gap. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it all over the place. Um, so once you've listened to this interview, <laughs> go listen to that. Go give it a like. Go give her a follow. Uh, everyone, give it up for Heidi and Closet. Hey Heidi, how's it going? It's going wonderful. Oh my goodness, the day is lovely and gorgeous as the two of us are. <laughs> and you look incredible. You know, I think I'm dot all up for the occasion. Soft and 
Hey, you look gorge. I love these victory rolls, honey. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Just this old thing. Just threw it on for the occasion. Don't talk about my face like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I want to jump right in because we don't have a ton of time, and I would love to pick your brain. Let's do it then. Let's go. Press play, DJ. So <laughs> the first question I have for you okay. is... In looking through your track record on Drag Race, you really were, no, 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 don't give me that face. Don't give me that face. You were a lip sync assassin, girl. <laughs> was I? <laughs> I mean, you were, you were until Jada. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. I was just wondering, how do you approach lip syncs? What is your, what is your thinking when you decide to, to perform a song? Oh goodness. Well, I always try, when it comes to performing a song, I always try to find a connection, an emotional connection to it. Like I always like I try to be able to invoke the feelings that the original artist was trying to give during it. That way I can really try and channel that energy and help take that performance just up that extra octave, not octave, up the extra note, not whatever it is. Just take it up a notch, whatever. I don't, I can't speak. I don't know. But yeah, I try to really connect with the song. And I think it really helps that if you are able to mm -hmm. connect with the song, because anyone can get up there and move their mouths to to a top 40 bop or whatever. But I, I actually don't really do that many top 40 songs. I do a lot of older songs or or like custom mixes and stuff and I, that I can just really connect to them and I, I just love being able to connect to the songs oh yeah definitely I feel like performing is no fun unless you have that emotional connection to a exactly. song like why else why else perform a song <laughs> like you can get up there and do Beyonce or you can get up there and do any artist that's like super popular yeah you can do that but but i want i want that feel i want that emotion i want that raw emotion mm, i'm here for it mm. how long have you been doing drag um i've been doing drag about six and a half years now Ooh. which i'm like wow time is really starting to fly why <laughs> because i don't really say it out loud very often but yeah it's been about mm. six and a half years now um, I feel like I am doing my best and you know actually I've been looking at my makeup from the past and I feel like I look younger now than I did back then so I'm doing something right for six and a half years <laughs> I'm 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 doing the Missy Elliott baby I'm 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 mm. aging reverse honey mm. <laughs> what was your what was your impetus for starting drag why why drag oh goodness oh well my my eldest sibling is a trans woman and she really introduced me to drag and drag race and I was like, oh my goodness. At first I was like, no, nah, it's, it's gorgeous, but that's not for me. And then I was like, <laughs> well, maybe I'll try it just once. And then <laughs> half years later, here I am being interviewed by you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so clearly something took. Something took, something <laughs> went right. <laughs> or wrong, whichever. <laughs> it happened. What, what, keeps you, what keeps you going? I mean, other than like, the drag race paycheck but what <laughs> what oh, keeps goodness. you going with drag I just my thing is what keeps me going is I just love to entertain and bring bring joy to people and sometimes entertaining or just me getting on on the mic or on a podcast or anywhere crack a stupid joke or just talk nonsense like I tend to do 
Um, and it, it helps bring joy, brings light. It allows someone a moment or opportunity to escape from what can sometimes be a depressing reality. These last four years, baby, mm. let me tell you, those last four years, <laughs> yes, mama. I was like, dear Lord, let me talk all I can, honey, because these four years were full, but here we are living our best lives and, you know, just giving it to the children one day at a time. Mm. What's it been like um, going from local queen to international star? Honestly, I can say I have, I was not ready for the transition. Um, I used to be the queen that people knew of back at home. They're like, she's talented da, 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 and stuff. But I was never like one where everyone was like, oh, hiding. No, no, that was never <laughs> me. That just wasn't me. I was like, they're like, they they all cheer for me when I perform. And then I get off stage. They're still like nice to me or whatever. But I was never like the, the main attraction, I guess you can say. And now it's so strange that people, so many people know me and know of me and love me. I was, I'm still so shocked that so many people love me. I'm like, off, y'all, y'all have gotten to know me just off of a TV show and my Instagram lives and stuff. And y'all are able to, to show all this to love and support to me is incredible. So it's, it's been a, it's been a big transition. I don't think I was prepared for it at first, but I think I've, I've been I've now prepared myself and I was ready. And you prepared yourself all the way through from the show to now. And you are transitioning now from lip syncing into singing. I am. Girl, tell me, tell me the tea. Tell me about the song. Oh my goodness. So my new single that just dropped yesterday and the music video that dropped today on my YouTube channel is called Gap. And, you know, I actually have a long history with singing. Um, growing up in the South, we, we went to church, mama. We went to church. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we went to church. Shut up. But, um, and then I was, I was in a duet with my sister. I was in the choir she was in the praise team and you know i hated singing in the choir and so i would always lip sync in the choir which is i guess that's where my <laughs> uh it stemmed from so i appreciate the choir thank you edwards grove missionary baptist church of liberty north carolina you helped me become the lip sync assassin that i am too that but yeah i have, a, <laughs> I have an extensive background with singing even though i've never like thought of myself as a singer but you know i can i can hold a note baby Ooh. as I completely destroyed that note. <laughs> <laughs> and how is the process of making a music video? I feel like we all dream of making music videos. Absolutely. But we all have no idea what actually goes into one. <laughs> First and foremost, it is a lot that goes into a music video. Oh, and I was quite hands-on with it um so i my email got filled up real fast honey my email was dinging 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 especially for the week the two weeks leading up to filming it i was like oh my god i wish i could turn these emails off but i didn't because she's a professional and she was gonna get it done and actually the actual filming of it was incredible i had so much fun it was kind of like a house party but we were all safe. We were all like, we all got tested. We all made sure that we were safe. We even, you know, some tea. Uh, we were going to have another cameraman so we could film twice as fast. But he came back positive. So he could not film with us. So that's just to show how careful and safe we were being. So, but it was also so much fun 
I was, it was so much fun to be able to work with so many people out and about and really like do something that you love. I love being able to perform. I love the song that I've made. It was just, it was just a bunch of fun. It was, it was really like a work party because we were putting in that work, but we were also having a party, baby. Yes, it's so incredibly good. Congratulations on that. Everyone, please go watch it. Go listen to the song, download the song, buy it everywhere, do all the things. It's a COVID um, PSA. <laughs> it's a COVID PSA. Um, and since we don't have much time, I'd like to end with um, what advice would you give to people who not necessarily are just going for drag race, but for people who um, want to find themselves at the level you're at, what, what would you say in terms of preparing yourself like psychologically or just drag wise to, for when you get to that point? Okay, so the biggest thing that I've done is like really, I've done this my whole career and it's basically just being open to to growing. Never stop growing because if it's not growing, it's dead. And so just always be open to growing and, and taking in some, like there's always something you can learn or always something you can do better. And so just always be open to that and really be willing to, continue honing your craft you could you could be doing this for 40 50 years and there's still some things you can still work on so just always be open and willing to to continue growing and and ask questions especially for the young baby queens out there ask questions don't be afraid to ask yes we may look like we look we might we might paint a face that looks very hateful unlike or, or like me that looks very sweet but um <laughs> But yeah, ask questions. It's it's a there's a lot of wisdom to be tapped from queens who came before you. So just be willing to like take in all the knowledge, soak it up. As Monet Exchange once say, so, 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 soak it up. Not in that outfit though. None that that's <laughs> horrible. But soak up all. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Heidi. I want to be. Uh, careful with your time. So thank you so very, very much for um, taking a few minutes to sit down with me today. Of course. And I will say thank you so much for having me. It really meant a lot. Um, so yeah, thank you so, so very much. It really me, it warms my chilly little heart that you would make time for me as well, darling. Completely my pleasure. And there you have it. Oh, it was so good to spend time with my guests today. It was so good to spend time with you all today. Please support my guests. Go follow them on all of the socials. Go listen to their music. Do all of the things. Share the love. Tip them. Just, y'all, support art and support artists in this trying, difficult, troubling times. Um, we've all said it, we've all found the meme, but we're living in unprecedented times and I'm ready for some precedent. So <laughs> let's support each other so that we could get back to those normal, everyday, just run-of-the-mill times. Make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure that when you listen, you download first to shoot us up in those charts. Thank you so much for spending this past hour or so with me and my guests, y'all. Take care, support each other, love each other, be kind to each other, and I'll see you all next week. Bye! Thank you for listening to Yeah But with Vivian Gabor. 
Tune in next week. Same place, same time.